Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash where every penny you have could all be tracked. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver. Right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. That's HannityGold.com. Hour 2, Sean Hannity's show, toll-free, it's 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, we have an update involving Joe Biden and Zero Experience Hunter. Now, the laptop from hell has shown us a lot of things, not the least of which is Joe Biden lied repeatedly when he said he didn't have discussions with his son, not one single time, about his foreign business dealings. I mean, clearly that was obvious when he leveraged a billion taxpayer dollars to get a prosecutor in Ukraine fired or else they weren't going to get the billion. Son of a B, they did it. They fired him in six hours uh, to let, let you know that something's going on. He knew his son was being investigated by that prosecutor. We have a dual system of justice in America. We don't have equal justice under the law anymore. We don't have equal application of our laws anymore. I've said this over and over again, just to refresh your memory. Joe Biden said over and over again, not one time. Now, remember, we have pictures now of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and foreign business associates. We have pictures of them. Sounds like the family, the Biden syndicate, might be compromised. But Joe said he never knew a thing. But yet Hunter complains bitterly about paying half, you know, paying all of his father's bills, complains bitterly about putting aside all the money for the big guy, it's all there. Tony Bobolinsky was in on those meetings. Nobody wants to talk to Tony Bobolinsky. Why not? Anyway, just to refresh your memory. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement? 
statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business. Yes, I stand by that statement. Yes, I stand by that statement. Now, remember, you know, why did he get paid billion? Why did he make millions from Russia? Why did he get a $1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China? Why Why are there all these concessions to all these hostile regimes? Why, why would you import oil from Russia, Iran, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, OPEC, when you can produce it all domestically? You know, Putin has now cut back to 20% of the normal uh, gas supplies that he was providing Germany in retaliation. You'd think we'd learn the lesson from that, but apparently not. Uh, anyway, we now have a big story breaking. Senator Charles Grassley, as well as Senator Ron Johnson, saying there's a cover-up that the FBI and DOJ tried to bury damning evidence against Hunter. You know, it's it's been obvious since 2016 the FBI is politicized. Now under Merrick Garland, the DOJ is politicized. You know, the FBI's attempts to sabotage Trump's presidential election and his presidency, it's over three-plus years of never-ending lies, you know, just the fact they abused FISA laws is is one massive example. Uh, but anyway, it looks like Grassley has developed several sources within the FBI, whistleblowers that are telling him things that probably the FBI doesn't want public, that the FBI and the Justice Department have been accused of highly cre- by highly credible whistleblowers of burying verified and verifiable dirt on President Biden's troubled son, Hunter, by incorrectly incorre- dismissing the intelligence is disinformation. In other words, they're saying it's being done on purpose. Grassley, Grassley actually said the information provided to my office involves concerns about the FBI's receipt and use of derogatory information related to Hunter Biden. The FBI's false portrayal of acquired evidence is disinformation. He wrote this to Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Ray. You have an obligation to the country to take these allegations seriously. Well, you would have taken it seriously years ago when Hunter went on GMA and admitted he had no experience, but yet he's being paid millions for his, for his what, portraits of a crack addict. He makes money on art. You know, here you have a crack addict and a guy that likes prostitutes with no experience in energy, oil, gas, uh, or Ukraine, but he's getting paid millions. Who else would want this deal? This is what he said to GMA. When he said, I hope you know what you're doing, what did he think you were doing? Well, he read the press reports that I joined the board of Burisma, which was a Ukrainian natural gas company. And there's been a, a, a lot of misinformation about me, not about my dad. Nobody buys that, but it buys this idea that I was unqualified to be on the board. What were your qualifications to be on the board of Burisma? Well, I was vice chairman of the board of Amtrak for five years. I was the chairman of the board of the UN World Food Program. I was a lawyer for Boyce, Schiller, Flexner, one of the most prestigious law firms in the world. You didn't have any extensive knowledge about natural gas or Ukraine itself, though. Uh, no, but I think that I had as much knowledge as anybody else that was on the board, if not more. Oh, no good. But why do you think you got all that money? I don't know. Maybe because your father's in charge. Yeah, that's it. David Schoen is with us. By the way, he's also representing Steve Bannon in his most recent case. We'll ask him about that in a second. So now you got whistleblowers, it sounds like from within the FBI, saying that the Biden FBI and DOJ are burying damning evidence on Hunter? Yeah. It's uh, it's really pretty shocking stuff, but you know it's it's what results where we have no checks and balances anymore. You have Congress working hand in hand to cover up these stories. They're perfectly happy with it happening. Remember, there are no policy initiatives from the Democratic side right now. So you have things like January 6th committee uh, is their policy initiative. 
and thing covering up any bad news. But you have to take a step back, I think. You know, we talked about the uh, in- investigation that President Donald Trump called for into the Ukraine situation with Hunter Biden years ago. That got him impeached, asking for an investigation. That tells you how seriously Democratic side takes these things. And you covered it back then, and you exposed all of these things back then. But we have a, we have a bad institutional memory. It's all coming around now, full circle. And now we see, fortunately, we have people like, you know, Gra- Senators Grassley and Johnson who are going to point it out. To me, Merrick Garland's one of the biggest disappointments. I know many people felt when the Supreme Court nomination came up, you know, he wasn't qualified and so on. I had a case in front of him, thought he was a very a legitimate judge and all that. He's been completely political, uh, politicized now in this Justice Department. Some of the comments he's made, it's shocking to me, but there seems to be no end to it. I think that, you know, Jerry Nadler summed this all up a long time ago when he said, we can't trust the voters. I think that was sort of a green light for all of this kind of corruption that goes on. I, I have no doubt while all these people that lied to the FISA court now, why do I believe if I lied to a FISA court and I told the court that information is verified when it's completely unverifiable and demonstrably false, which it became, which every, everybody knew. And then they still continue, continued to uh, file the new FISA warrants or extensions to the original FISA application. And if I lied to a court, why do I think I'd probably be in jail, whether I had you, a great attorney that you are, or an army of great attorneys? I don't think any of you can keep me out of prison. Listen, we've seen that double standard with everything. I mean, how many Enron was prosecuted for obstruction of justice by Andrew Weissman and Lisa Monaco, the current deputy attorney general? But Hillary Clinton destroyed all of those emails. Nothing happened. We've seen this double standard, I mean, in shocking terms all across the board. And you're 100% right to keep focusing on the FISA applications because these were lies to get the most intrusive surveillance on American citizens and others that, that, we ha- that our technology allows. If you would lie there, you're going to continue to lie. You have no credibility. All right. Let's talk about the case. Um, and I've known you for many, many years. And and I watched pretty closely the, the case involving Steve Bannon being held in contempt by the January 6th committee. And it looked like even before you walked into the courtroom, every every avenue that you would pursue in terms of a legal defense was shut down by the judge, you know, at right from the get go. So you really didn't have the ability to put on the defense you would have liked to have put on. Um, and I heard your comments after the verdict. Um, you didn't put on a defense in that case. I think I know why, because I, I think you, you basically figured that, you know, this it, it's already a, a foregone conclusion on terms of the verdict uh, because you couldn't put the defense forward that you wanted and you were planning on an appeal at that point. Am I wrong? You're 100% right. Um, you know, one, uh, one week before the trial started, the judge ruled on our motions to dismiss and barred every defense in the case. Um, so I made a decision at that point. I said to the judge, by doing this, you will require me to provide ineffective assistance of counsel. I made a decision that I would not participate. I was hired as lead counsel in the case. I made a decision I would not participate in opening or closing or in the examination of witnesses under those circumstances with all defenses barred. I raised the legal issues, and I continue to do that, and uh, we will win the appeal in the case. But, yes, the judge, listen, Steve Bannon got the subpoena. He wrote, his lawyer wrote a letter saying he wants to comply. Executive privilege has been invoked. If you'll take us before a judge and a judge orders the privilege is not valid or not so broad, I will testify. I will give you the documents, period. They chose not to do that. That's the normal course of things. Go to a civil enforcement proceeding. Uh, By the way, people need to know the history of this. This has not happened since 1974 and G. Gordon Liddy. Just so people understand, historically, this doesn't happen. 
Eric Holder was never charged in the case when when he was held in contempt of Congress. There's a whole host of Democrats that were held in contempt of Congress and nothing ever happens to them. And before this administration, the Justice Department has had a policy for at least six decades, back to the 50s, that when executive privilege is invoked, they, this criminal statute will not apply and they will not, Congress may not pursue it. Executive privilege is entitled to a, uh, a presumption of validity. It's not for Congress to decide whether it applies or how broadly it applies. But yeah, so that, that's the background. Uh, President Trump invoked executive privilege. And he, here's, here's the question, though, that I think would, would be relevant. Considering that Steve Bannon had been out of the administration, and I've known Steve Bannon for years, and we usually get along, not always, but we usually get along. I, I have a lot of respect for him. He could have walked in, he could have pled the fifth, walked out, and they couldn't lay a hand on him. That's he right. chose not to do that, which means he was willing to go to the mat for what he believes here. And I got, you know, I respect people that stand on their principles. I really do. So he could have had an easy out here. He chose That's not right. to. Why? Hundred percent right. He said he would never take the fifth. He said he wanted to testify. They don't want to hear Steve Bannon's testimony. That's clear because even now when President Trump removed privilege on July 9th, Bannon's lawyer wrote another letter saying he wants to testify, he wants to comply with the subpoena now, but he'd like to do it publicly. They said, oh, no, no, you don't set the rules. You'll come in. You'll do it privately, just with us. We'll decide if it goes public. They, the last thing they want is for And then they'll cut, dice, and slice it like they did with everybody else's. Exactly. Now, I've called for them to release all of the interviews in full from all of the people that they brought in and let That's the public right. see it that way rather than filtered through a committee of people, all of whom hate Donald Trump and, and voted to impeach him. That's right. And not just a committee. Remember, we have a television executive who is hired specifically to produce this circus of the hearings going on. So the American public is seeing fully edited snippets that this committee of complete Trump haters wants to show them. What I say is the committee, unfortunately, is illegitimate from the start. You cannot pick an entire committee of all one political mindset. Let, let me stay on the law issue, though, for yeah, just a yeah. second here, because I think yeah. this is an important question, because he had left the administration. Yep. And this is post his time in the administration. Does yep. executive privilege in that circumstance still apply? I just don't know the legal aspect yep. of so it. There's no question executive privilege applies, and the Justice Department has a, an opinion directly on that, an Office of Legal Counsel opinion. The question is whether this sort of immunity or whether the obligation to, uh, to appear before the committee doesn't apply because the oh, the Justice Department has said if you're a former executive branch member or current executive branch member, you cannot be forced to appear and the criminal statute doesn't apply. Quick break more with attorney David Schoen uh, on the other side. Then we'll get to your calls. 800-941-SHAWN. Our number, if you want to be a part of the program, we'll update you more in the, this horrific economic news. Today's just bad uh, day one of the bad news. So many people are getting pinched financially right now. You see what's happening. You see the price of gas. You see record high inflation. Consumer confidence at an all-time low. It's a no-risk money-back guarantee. The exact same service. Half off. Pound 250. Keyword save now. If you do it now, you'll get an additional 50% off your first month from our friends at Pure Talk. All right, we continue with David Schoen, former uh, counsel for President Trump uh, and civil liberties attorney, now the counsel for Steve Bannon. What is the next step in this? Obviously, it's an appeal. Where do you appeal to and, and how high up can you possibly take this? Would it maybe make it to the Supreme Court, which I think would be a fascinating case? Yeah, many scholars have said that it will go to the Supreme Court. Alan Dershowitz has said you will absolutely win the appeal. The question is whether you get a good panel at the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, where we go next, or you have good to go luck. to the Supreme Court. <laughs> By the way, yeah, yeah, I, I don't right. wish you a lot of luck in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. 
I understand, but listen, we have a remarkable situation in this case. This judge, the, the question turns on willfully. The statute requires you to willfully uh, violate it. This judge said that he's bound by a 1961 decision that says willfully in this case only means did you get a subpoena and did you not go? It doesn't matter your reasons. So this jury was instructed, you may not consider Steve Bannon's reasons, advice of counsel, executive privilege. You can't consider any of those things. But here's what the judge said. Because he obviously, you know, he had a conscience, he's a bright guy. He said, as I've stressed many times, I have serious reservations that the Court of Appeals' interpretation of willfully is consistent with a modern understanding of the word. It's not consistent with modern case law surrounding the use of that term, let alone the traditional definition of the word. That's the A focus of the appeal. Every criminal statute we have requires, thank God, that for any American citizen to be convicted of a crime in this country, you have to at least believe or known or had reason to know you were doing something unlawful or wrong. Steve Bannon thought he was complying with the law. His lawyer told him, you may not comply with this subpoena. Your hands are tied. This is a fight between Trump and Congress. He followed what he understood to be the law. We don't allow people to go to prison under those circumstances, but that's what this jury was told. So that's going to be the fundamental question. And that's why you chose not to put on a defense and just go to the next level. I got it. Um, Anyway, David Schoen, friend of the program, uh, a a great lawyer in his own right. Uh, We watched him during the second impeachment. Uh, Thank you, sir, for being with us. We always uh, learn something when you're on. Appreciate you being with us. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Quick break right back. Your calls on the other side. Straight ahead. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With everything going on in the world today, the war, the inflation, the geopolitical tensions, $33 trillion in national debt, it's no wonder people are looking to diversify their savings with gold and silver. But who does Sean Hannity choose for his gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. Gold Co. is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with over 5,000 five-star reviews, and they've helped thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver for Sean Hannity listeners. But it's first come, first served, and only while supplies last. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you could get started today. Tell them Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With everything going on in the world today, the war, the inflation, the geopolitical tensions, $33 trillion in national debt, it's no wonder people are looking to diversify their savings with gold and silver. But who does Sean Hannity choose for his gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. Gold Co. is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with over 5,000 five-star reviews, and they've helped thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver for Sean Hannity listeners. But it's first come, first served, and only while supplies last. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com. That's HannityGold.com. HannityGold.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are listening to the best of The Sean Hannity Show, and stay tuned. More memorable moments, interesting guests, and a lot of fun coming up next. Uh, we've been spending a lot of time on this program, and we've been talking about how bad the economy is and what it means for you, what it means for your family, and, and we've gone through a list of people that are suffering. Uh, today was the first bit of bad news that where we got this week. Consumer confidence declining now the third straight month. We'll find out how much the Fed is going to raise interest rates tomorrow. We're expecting uh, seven, uh, 0.75 basis points, three quarters of a point, in other words. Uh, you know, one thing I pointed out earlier is that if you calculated inflation as they as they calculated it in the 1980s, it'd be over 17 percent. You got to understand this. This is a really important point. We're at nine point one percent consumer price index, the indication of inflation. Now, remember, Biden inherited one point four percent a CPI, and the actual number is much much higher. Even President Trump said this in a speech in what did he say out in Arizona? And on average, now we see a, a couple, an average couple, paying Biden inflation at the cost of six thousand eight hundred dollars a year. 
And if you drive to work, it's about another $2,000 a year you're paying in gas because of Joe's energy stupidity and his dumb policies of, you know, reducing the world supply while demand remains constant or even higher. But the former president didn't give his own estimate for the true rate of inflation when calculated. If you use the same methodology that our government used in the 80s, inflation 17.3%, which would actually be a a 75-year high. Now they're trying to change the name, the definition of recession ahead of Thursday's numbers, GDP numbers. You know, Steve Moore is going to join us in a second. He had a pretty funny list. I mentioned that in the last half hour, you know, Democrats have tried to redefine, okay, what a recession is, what the definition of peaceful is, what the definition of a woman is, what the definition of a secure border means, what transitory means, uh, and government, they never say they spend money. They're always investing money. Well, that's investing your money. That's spending. Just like invading uh, Ukraine. Well, it's only a, if it's only a minor incursion, it's still an invasion. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like this Alice in Wonderland thinking that they have. But the bottom line is every aspect of our economy is getting hurt. The poor, the middle class, people on fixed incomes are getting clobbered. I went through all those numbers at the beginning of the program. I'm not going to do it again. You know, Joe Biden saying this week we're not going to see a recession. I think we're going to, if I'm betting, if the Atlanta Fed is predicting negative 1.6% growth for quarter number two, the definition of a recession is very simple. Two quarters, two consecutive quarters of negative growth. So if the Atlanta Fed is right, we will be officially in a recession no matter what they say. So Joe says it's not going to be a recession, and Green Jean-Pierre refuses to give a definition of recession. Listen. Mr. President, we're getting GDP numbers on Thursday. How worried should Americans be that we could be in a recession? We're not going to be in a recession, uh, in my view. Uh, we uh, The employment rate is still one of the lowest we've had in history. It's in the 3.6 area. Uh, we still find ourselves with people investing. Uh, my, my hope is we go from this rapid growth to steady growth. And uh, so see, we'll see some coming down. But I don't think we're going to, uh, God willing, I don't think we're going to see a recession. But based on what the president said earlier, have his economic advisors told him they also don't think a recession is likely? And what is exactly the White House's definition of a recession? Again, we don't, we don't, I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER, as as we have stated, of how they define uh, recession. I'm just saying that we're just not going to define it. We use the indicators that the NBER, uh, uh, the National Bureau of Economic Research, have, have used. We've mentioned that a few times. All right, joining us now, Steve Moore was a member of President Trump's Economic Recovery Task Force, author of Trumponomics Inside the America First Plan to Revive Our Economy. David Bonson back with us, founding managing partner of the Bonson Group, author of There's No Free Lunch, 250 Economic Truths. Uh, thank you both for being with us, Steve. I, I, I kind of got a kick out of your list of new definitions for everything, but the reality is is two-thirds of Americans are, are, are gulping water, barely surviving, and it's getting worse for them every day. Yeah, the inflation numbers are so bad that it, it almost sounds um, insulting to the American people and completely out of touch when the White House says, oh, things are just fine, we're not really in a recession. Um, when you have 80% of Americans who say the economy is headed in the wrong direction, and by the way, Sean, those are worse numbers than they were uh, at the depths of Jimmy Carter's recession. So that's how Amer- Americans understand the uh, the ditch that we're in right now. And 
I have to say this, having worked for Donald Trump on the economy, and so I'm a little biased, but I honestly believe, Sean, if we just stuck with the Trump policies, the economy would be booming today. We wouldn't be talking about a recession. Well, you know, we've got people go, finally going back to work. We've got restaurants reopening. We've got people going back to the movie theaters. You know, so there's no reason that we're in this ditch except that Biden changed all the Trump policies that were working. And as you said, the worst was shutting off our energy production. We wouldn't have to be, by the way, Sean, we wouldn't have to be uh, drawing down our reserves right now of, of the street. Or, or selling them to China, which was a really exactly. brilliant move to pay yeah. back for, I guess, all the money Hunter made. But go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that we should be producing about three or four million more barrels a day. And we would we would be completely energy independent. You wouldn't have the problem that Europe has right now because we could be exporting some of this stuff. And we wouldn't be depleting our energy. Reserve. I mean, my gosh, hurricane season is coming up. What if we have a hurricane that knocks out one of our major refineries or one of uh, one of our major uh, pipelines? Then what are we going to do? We're we're pretty close to running on empty here, Sean. Uh, it's that serious. I agree with you, David Bonson. Welcome back to you, sir. Looking at these numbers, I, I I put my money on the Atlanta Fed over Joe Biden, and the fact that they want to change the definition of recession is a little. <laughs> You know, appalling to me. I find it pretty Orwellian, 1984-ish, but that's who they are. Yeah, look, it's a tricky thing in this sense. I, I expect politicians to lie, cheat, steal, and spin. And, you know, the NBR... You have very high given. expectations, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, <laughs> experience is a great teacher. Um, I believe that NBR's definition is a problem when they say it's two quarters in a row of contraction along with other, you know, deterioration in wages and employment, they leave it as a gray area. And there's no reason these, these economists are funny. They say that economics is math and science and that these central planners can get everything right. But then when it comes to defining recession, all of a sudden they re- resort to some gray area type definition, you know, Sean, politically it's irrelevant. If there's two quarters in a row of a negative GDP print, even with 3.6% unemployment, it's going to hurt Biden. That's just not going to matter. All well, been in the world. Lawrence Summers says, unless we have a year at 10% unemployment, we're not getting out of this fast. And, and we need, we need that. multiple and he, and years I be, of... I want to be clear. Larry's wrong about that because Larry is wrong that what you need in inflation area periods is to go attack growth. What the supply siders of the 80s taught us is that you could actually help the economy to take down inflation. Yeah. I agree. Reagan did it simultaneously, and I was yeah. going to make that point. He created yeah. 20 million new jobs, the longest period of peacetime economic growth in history. So you're, you're right on, on all points. You know, I, I'm, I'm just looking at the impact. They're not going to change their energy policy. So we're going to are to keep the 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 world supply the, of the lifeblood of the world's economy. Uh, we're going to keep it artificially reduced. Here's my prediction. Tell me. And I've been saying it for two months now on this program. Once the housing market really gets impacted here, let's say they go up maybe a full basis point tomorrow uh, in, in the Fed with interest rates. OK. Now we're talking about a 30-year mortgage somewhere close to the 7% uh, percent mark for a 30-year fixed mortgage. New home construction, I predict Steve Moore, will come to a screeching halt. Sale of pre-existing homes will stop. Nobody's going to want to give up their 2.8% mortgage or their 3.75% mortgage, whatever it happens to be. And nobody's going to want to pay 7%. So those sales will come to a screeching halt. Home values yeah. will begin to tank yeah. quickly. Yeah. 
And then we'll really feel the impact even greater because that's all going to happen in the next six, nine, 12 months. Well, I hope you're wrong, Sean, but you you very well may, may be right. I'm nervous about that, too. And we saw what happened in 2000. What, what are the odds that I'm right? Well, you know, those rates are going to go up, and we're already seeing a little bit of a slowdown in the housing. And the housing yeah, really It's a pretty up. significant slowdown. Yeah, so I think that, and, and look, I'll just give you a personal example. My wife and I looked at our 401k plan. Don't forget about the stock market. That's a catastrophe this year as well. So we lost several hundred thousand dollars, and I'm not rich in our retirement savings. And so we said, well, at least we got a lot of equity in our house. But <laughs> if those home values go down, you know, you're going to have families like the Moore family. That just, well, what happened to all our money? Quick break. More on the economy with Steve Moore and David Bonson on the other side. 800-941-SEAN, our number. will take your calls. Anyway, one way to save money, and this is the great thing that our friends at AmericanFinancing.net are offering. We know interest rates are going up. We're going to have another rate increase tomorrow at 866-615-9200. On the web, it's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. All right, more on the economy. Bad news today, consumer confidence down. We'll see how many basis points the Fed raises interest rates tomorrow. And then on Thursday, we'll see, we'll find out officially if we're in a recession. The Atlanta Fed is predicting negative growth at 1.6%. We'll see if they're right or if Joe Biden's right that we're not going to hit a recession. But that would be, by definition, a recession. What's going to happen, in your view, David Bonson, to the to the real estate market? Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I in the middle? Where am I? Well, I don't want Steve Moore and his wife to feel poor, but I have to say, if home prices come down a little bit, I think that might be a good thing because they're in a bubble. They went up too much too fast, and I don't think yeah. Steve and his wife were really getting richer when the market, the housing prices went up 25% artificially in the last couple of years, and I don't yeah, think but, anyone's but, but by the way, David, I, saw, down, I know people that sold thing. their homes in the last year at a massive profit yeah. and they they cashed out they they yeah. would put their home up for sale they'd have three four 15 offers over asking the same day yeah. those days are dead they're over and they should be dead they weren't good and the fed created yeah. it with artificially low rates but here uh, back to my supply side agenda that you both agree with well our problem yeah. is that we are not doing enough to facilitate the building of new houses we need to clear the market and you have a supply demand imbalance because the governors like newsom in california put so many restrictions on building new houses, so many crazy environmental regulations, that's the way you right-size the housing market. Don't let the Fed manipulate it. Let's build more but houses. Pro- but, David, the problem is, is all right, if you got if you were getting a 3% 30-year fixed mortgage and now you're going to get a 7% 30-year fixed mortgage, you guys do the math, the half a million dollar home, how much more per month are you going to be paying just in interest? It's going to be, what, 2000 1500 I know the solution, Sean. I know the solution is I don't what want the it? Fed picking the rate. It shouldn't be three and it shouldn't be seven. The buyers and sellers can figure out what the rate should be, and, and seven is too high that, and three is too low. But when has that ever happened in modern history? That's not the way it works. Once, well, once we the were, Fed we raises interest rates, it's going to go up across the board, is it not? It's been going up. I think that mortgage rates are probably going to peak soon, but they're peaking at a level that is very high compared to what people are used to. I think that the reality is 
people that need a 2% mortgage to buy a home can't afford the home they're buying. So they created a bubble. And now all of a sudden we care about housing prices being too high because people's kids, grandkids, they can't afford to buy a home. So I, I'm just saying that there's two sides to it. I don't want to There, there is, but here's the point, too. Who's going to want to give up a 3% 30-year mortgage for a 7% 30-year mortgage? Nobody. Yeah, well, that's true. And, you know, people can't refinance them. <laughs> you know, that was a big part of the housing boom and the, and the banking boom was the re- refinancing. Nobody's going to refinance at higher interest rates. I'm worried. I'm with you, Sean. I am worried about uh, this bubble. And, and you know, David's right. There's been a bit of a bubble. But you know, we've, we should have learned from 2006 and seven and eight that when the Fed allows these bubbles to, to you know, top, Boy, it can cause real pain and suffering. And remember how banks, big banks, I don't know if you think this could happen, David, but remember the Bear Stearns and uh, companies like that, really, literally in 72 hours, <laughs> they were out of business. So I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but those kind of financial I'm not sure that we made painful. that same mistake, and that was lowering the standards for applicants in terms of well, their ability true. to get mortgages. And I have been reading that a lot of banks have actually been preparing for the possibility of a lot of foreclosures, which I hope doesn't happen to anybody. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Yeah. Um, right. All right, we're going to let you both go. Stephen Moore. Now, by the way, David Bonson has a brand new free introduction to e- economics class. What is it, online? Yes, it is online, free. We want people to learn economics, supply side, the right way, as God understood it to be. What is the real quick one sentence each. What do you recommend people do now? I'm saying save money wherever you can, and if you can bring in extra money, find a way. What do you say, Steve? I say keep continue to work hard. If you don't have a job, better get one while they're out there. And I don't think I'd sell the stock market right now because the, the prices have fallen already so much. David? Wake up every day and be as productive as you can be because that's what God made you to be. Be productive, and it solves a lot of financial problems, too. It does. Maybe a little. Maybe instead of working a 40-hour week, join the rest of us. Work 70, 80, 90 hours. Um, and I know that people don't like to hear that advice, but that's what I do. Um, anyway, thank you both. David Bonson, Steve Moore. I've done that my whole life. Just keep working, working, working. Anyway, when I was a contractor, I remember I, I would work through the night if I could. You know, people would let me stay or if I was working in a commercial facility, I'd stay as long as they let me. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. You know, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Now, qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and of course, mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean and claim your eligibility for free, your brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, it's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, and switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash, where every penny you have could all be tracked. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver. Right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. 
Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. That's HannityGold.com.